0: Hello and welcome to A Problem Squared, the problem-solving podcast which is a bit like a biscuit in that you can enjoy us anytime, anywhere. We go best with a cup of tea and if the volume on your listening device is broken, we are difficult to turn down.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: sort of makes sense.
1: It's true. It's convoluted, but it's correct.
0: <laughs> and that voice you can hear there is one of your hosts, comedian, writer, and celebrity mathematician, Matt Parker, who is probably a, a rich tea biscuit. Ooh, a I rich would say. tea biscuit. Yeah. Cause I think at first, some people might think you're a little bit plain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Keep talking.
0: <laughs> but, but then. You're surprisingly Moorish and popular. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, more popular than than it should be. I would take that as an accurate. <laughs> is that one with frills around the edge?
0: Oh, oh, I mean, not. I wouldn't. I Rich would,
1: tea. Is that like a, is that a disc or is that it's like a disc? A, oh, oh, I know the ones. Yeah. It's like.
0: I don't think they do have frills. I think it's no, very. No, you're plain. right. I think it's
1: super plain. It's
0: the beige of biscuits.
1: But you can also it is use it. It's the
0: middle aged white guy of biscuits. Thank you.
1: You can also use it to calculate pie. So I like it.
0: You are a rich tea. And me, on the other hand, uh, this voice you could hear is the other host, a comedian, (laughs) writer, and presenter, Beck Hill. And if I was a biscuit, I would be a jammy dodger because I am very sticky. (laughs) Full of jam.
1: (laughs) Wow. I mean, is that because you do a lot of arts and crafts? That leaves you with glue residue. You
0: know, I'd like to say that. But it's probably just because I eat a lot of sugar. Jam
1: things. and sugar. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah,
0: yeah. I eat jam like uh, Winnie the Pooh honey. <laughs> just scoop it out of the jar. Surrounded by hand. bees. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode,
1: I've calculated how many molehills per mountain.
0: I'll help you find friends.
1: And I've got a correction to some maths.
0: It takes a big man to own up to his mistake. I'm mistakes. ready. Matt, how are you? How Have I'm you good? been since the last two weeks?
1: Oh my goodness, I am now a million times better than oh, I have ever been before. I see what you did there. It happened. It happened. I'm now on one million subscribers on
0: YouTube.
1: Oh, it took so long.
0: You know what? I could have done. Could have yeah. brought some champagne or something. Did I? Nah, nah nothing. Nah, nah. Got nah, got nothing for you. That's all right. If anything, I came over and was like, "I'm going to stay at your place. It's nice weather."
1: You can entertain me. Yeah. That's your treat.
0: <laughs> oh, and I'm going to be <laughs> late. Eating a million
1: subs. <laughs> Thanks, Beck.
0: Yeah, I did actually. I did bring giant marshmallows. Oh, really? Yeah. Not for now, for if, in case we have a fire oh, later. We'll have a fire, we'll have oh, a fire. I didn't bring my burning
1: things. Oh, my God. We, we've opened so many ketchup cans at this point.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. No, we'll buy them. Oh, my God.
1: We'll okay, okay, okay. So I hit a million subs like a week and a bit ago. And. A day ago, hit 1 million subscribers.
0: Yeah, but you're not counting or anything.
1: I was, uh, you know what? People I know were keeping much closer eye on it than I was.
0: Was I one of them? You
1: were. I've texted. I think you were one of them. You, I've
0: checked a lot. And when it got to 97,000, I you, think I texted yeah, you. Yeah, you were like, like you're, you're so close. close. Yeah.
1: And I met some friends who came to see me do a show in Cheltenham. And I you know that thing where I don't tend to pop out before the show because I'm getting ready and frantically doing things. I, I, call, I saw through a window they were there and I popped out just to say hi first words out of their mouth were, you're so close. And they had like the number on <laughs> <in> their phone. <laughs> and what was beautiful about it was the day it ticked over, it, like, it ticked over in the morning. And that night and the next night, I was hosting an evening of unnecessary detail Oh, at Bloomsbury. And I got to introduce Steve Mould. And so yeah. both times I got to make it all about me and my million subscribers. The first night I got to the joke of, uh, I remember back before I had a million subscribers, it was this morning. Nice. And then the following night I got to do I remember it like it was yesterday. Yay. Oh, and those jokes would have gone to waste <laughs> if I hadn't had a couple hundred people paying <laughs> to, to let, me, uh, <laughs> let, let me air them and get it off. The, oh, I was very pleased. And how are you, how are you doing?
0: Uh, I'm good. Um, did you hear about the experience that I had in Manchester? No. Okay. So for Makeaway Takeaway, we were filming a block for a week, in. You were going for a whole week. I remember this. Yeah, yeah we were in Manchester. Where we were filming in this big house. Yep. Yeah.
1: They hired I, a house for the week.
0: Yeah. And right. I, I say Manchester. It was, it was outside. It was like sort of r- ruralish. They need someone to legally stay in the house overnight because oh. they leave all the camera equipment ah, and everything there. For insurance there. purposes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And last year I did it. Had a lovely time. You know, wake up to birds and everything. There was a deer in the garden once, Ooh. and it's a big garden too. I just felt you like a You can live fancy, the life. You ah. can
1: like be living on the. The rural estate for a week.
0: Yeah, I felt rich. Felt As lady rich. of the manor. I was very, very privileged. I was very happy. And I had a writing deadline coming up. So I was like, great, I'll do it again. I'll stay in the house. And one night we'd finished filming and everything. I reckon it was about mm, maybe 11 or something. And I'm writing the third Horror Heights book I'm working yeah, on. You
1: are writing horror in your spare time. I am writing
0: horror. And it's a book about a girl who her phone is haunted and there's a terrifying old lady that keeps showing up and appearing, but also her bedroom is in an attic. So she keeps hearing like creaking noises and stuff. And as I'm typing, I hear a a knock at the door and I go and check it out and it's a sound guy. So I went and did whatever he needed to do and left. I was like, Oh, okay. Then we get to about like 11 sort of midnight ish. And I heard someone walking around downstairs and my first thought was oh the sound guy's sound coming back. back sound guy's yeah. back and so i just went hi and like called out yep. and the house was like hello and then the footsteps stopped and i was expecting someone to go oh yeah it's oh, just yeah, me yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. and there wasn't anything i was like hello okay that's
1: terrifying that's terrifying
0: so i went out to the landing and it's one of those landings that sort of wraps around. Yeah. So it's like a, a well, right? It's just yeah. a, what a waste of space, personally.
1: Like you like an atrium.
0: I guess. I want to say mezzanine.
1: Oh, yeah. I give yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah? like a mezzanine that wraps around us a, a void.
0: Uh but yeah, there's no one there. I called out some more times. And so I ended up going onto Twitter where all my friends are and saying to everyone, look, I'm I'm gonna investigate. I'm heading down. Investigate, make sure that There's no one in the house, but I'll film it. And I was sort of saying that as well because I thought if I say it aloud, like as I'm going around, like as I'm filming, if there is someone in the house, they know I'm filming. Yeah. And they might be like, Oh, I won't attack this, uh,
1: rumbled. this woman. Yep.
0: Yeah. Maybe they'll just go quietly or try and run away or something. That was my genuine thought. The thing is I never I don't I'm I'm actually quite skeptical. It's why I like horror and everything, because I I think it's scary to to think that you can't explain something, yeah. but I tend to be able to explain most things. And so, my biggest fear was that there was someone coming in to steal the camera equipment. That exactly. was my and biggest it's fear. It's
1: literally your job.
0: Yeah. And there's like signs everywhere, you know those uh, location signs they have, the little like fluorescent yellow or orange. Oh, what, or, how
1: to get to the set? How, yeah, yeah, because oh, we have to have people good.
0: coming in and yeah, yeah, every day. So expensive
1: things this way.
0: Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Signs First going exit, off the main expensive road. Expensive things. Yeah. Here's all the expensive things. So I was like, oh no, someone's come to steal the stuff, and I haven't thought this through. And, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm all brave, when I'm pretty sure no one's going to rob you know, us. All
1: that privilege but, comes with some responsibility.
0: Ugh. So, oh, and I, I did actually, I will say I did actually end up calling the crew and stuff as well. And they offered to uh, come round or call police and stuff. But right. I was like, do you know what? I reckon it's more likely weird house sounds yep. or a props fallen over, something like that. I just want to find out what it is.
1: Yeah. Do a first pass if you don't hear from me.
0: Yeah. And then I was like, if, it, if there is definitely someone here, then I'll, yep. then I'll then, be in touch. Yep. Yeah. Did a full pass of the house. Couldn't. Couldn't find anyone and then realized that the front door was, there was two doors. There's like the the door that I could see was closed, but the one the, that the goes out to the o- outside yeah. world was open. And I was like, oh, the sound guy has left, yep. not shut the door properly. The wind has been blowing it because it's windy outside.
1: It's been knocking it around.
0: Okay. That's that's probably what it was. So I locked the door. I said to my friend, oh, I think I found it. This is the problem. And he said, Well, you know, uh, if there is someone in the house, you've just locked them in the house. No,
1: that's not helping.
0: (laughs) And and so now now, they can't get out. Now the only way they can get out is by taking the keys off off you. Yeah. Uh, And I was like, but I don't want to leave the keys, you know. And I I think that was just playing on my mind because as I came around the corner, there is a room directly opposite the room I was coming out of, a dark room. Oh,
1: my. And I saw. It was uh, terrifying. I
0: saw a foot take a step back from the doorway as if someone saw me coming around the corner, Another, the, took the, a step yep. back, and I said a lot of words, which I won't
1: repeat. Oh, yes.
0: Yeah, and then I just yelled out, I'm calling the police. I've seen enough films. I put my head in there. I'm getting a hand over the head Yeah. a baseball bat.
1: Yep, or a vase.
0: More, more likely a vase, actually, yeah. in Britain. <laughs> so I started calling the police, and then I saw the foot start to come out again, and I was like, shh. Sugar, <laughs> I was like trying to quickly dial, and then my eyes adjusted, and I realised that it was a mouse.
1: <laughs> a what? A mouse?
0: Yeah, but it was pretty. Like it was wasn't a teeny tiny oh. mouse. It was big enough that it did look like the end of like a brown shoe. You got
1: Stuart Littled.
0: I did get Stuart Little, <laughs> and it, because and I realised this is just two separate things that my brain just assumed were related. Yeah. Because the creaky door, that was definitely sounded like human footsteps. It was heavy. So no mouse is making that noise. No,
1: but a mouse but does look.
0: Happening to see a mouse, my brain never thought, oh, I bet it was a mouse because my brain is still thinking, what if there is thinking a feet. human inside the yeah. house?
1: That's terrifying.
0: Oh, by the way, book two, Horror Heights comes out April 28th. <laughs> Our first problem comes from Simon.
1: This yep. is for
0: you, Matt. Matt. Simon would like to know how many molehills would you need to make a mountain out of them?
1: It's great. It's, I can't believe I've never thought of this before. No. Because everyone says don't make a mountain out yeah. of out of up molehill.
0: Yeah, you're and right.
1: This is, this is what if you had enough molehills to be yeah, a mountain You could. You could, exactly. In which case you should be worried.
0: Yeah, because I guess don't make a mountain out of a molehill is it's almost like saying you can't.
1: Yeah. Like Or you shouldn't. It's it's like it's like don't treat a molehill no, no, like yeah, it's yeah. a mountain. If you hear a single creepy footstep at night, <laughs> you don't want to make a whole mountain out of that. No. But enough of them
0: Enough of them, you got it's yourself worth a, making thread, a mountain, baby. Exactly.
1: Yeah. A so, tree so the question is, you got some organic engagement. So, <laughs> so the question is, how many molehills to the mountain? And I was like, that's such a good problem. Yeah. So guess what I did?
0: You worked it out.
1: I went and found a molehill. What? Because so often for these things, I've, I'm forever Googling how big is an Antarctic krill or something, right? How fast how is a How big is a shrimp? How fast is a penguin? Actually, you didn't Google no, that. No, 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 I, didn't. I spoke, to, spoke to the penguin expert. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm always happiest if I'm not just Googling and looking it up. Yeah. So I was like, we live in England. Mm-hmm. We have moles. Yes. And they make moles. Do hills. we? Have,
0: well, obviously we do have moles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Never seen one. Uh, there's a local village, Green, near where I live. Adorable. In the town of Hascombe. I, I, I don't think you've been to Hascombe. One time I'll take you there. It's like this achingly British, there's like a village hall, and there's like a big open green expanse, and there's a nice local pub not far from there. It's a great place for uh, does sound and nice. I know Hascombe will come. Exactly. In fact, this trip, maybe if we get a chance, we'll head over. We'll do it. Yeah. But one time, at some point, we'll do it. And I know about it because of my cycling through all sorts of tiny back roads all across Surrey. Yeah. And I cycled past it. And one day I went, this would be a really good place to walk a dog. And so now we take our dog Skylab there and walk her around. It's nice and quiet. There's a few local dogs that she knows, but she gets to run around on this green. However, we've been gradually watching the molehills encroach out onto the, the green, which doubles yeah. as a cricket pitch and there's like a football goals and stuff right oh, so,
0: when you said which doubles as a cricket pit, i was like just still thinking animals yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah and and Cricket's like, mole molehills cricket crickets, pitches everything
1: <laughs> we've seen this deer we've seen deer there it's a, you know That's ache, nice. achingly british lucy does not like the molehills i mean she's not going to exterminate the moles mm. but during winter they freeze oh. and i'm wearing pretty decent shoes not the moles the molehills right oh, okay i'm wearing pretty decent shoes she her shoes a little little less. They don't double as armor. And so she's constantly kicking frozen solid molehills and right. she keeps hurting her foot on them.
0: So <laughs> she's
1: she's annoyed at these things. Sounds right
0: for kicking them. Yeah.
1: Kicking the molehill, exactly. That's where the that's where the phrase comes from. Yes. So I when I saw this problem I was like this is great. I will just go there with the dog. I will measure some molehills. And mm. I, I I'll look up how big a mountain is and just divide one into the other. Mm-hmm. We got there. This morning. All gone. Cleared the molehills. Oh, my goodness. They were all gone. (gasps) They'd mown all the lawn and cleared the molehills ready for, we are recording right on Easter weekend. Mm. And so they had cleared cleared it all. And I got there for months. These molehills have been everywhere on the (laughs) the one side of the green. None. Except.
0: They always say that. Measure molehills. Measure molehills. You never know when they'll go. It's like that. uh, A
1: mole in the hill is worth.
0: Pave paradise, Two on the mountain. Put up a parking lot. That's it. It's exactly, that, it's but it's with exactly hills. like that.
1: You don't know what you've got. I've the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> any, but the thing is, the council had demoled demole hilled. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee there's a minimum of one mole. Mm-hmm. Because once I walked over from, from a distance I could see they were gone. As I got closer, there was a single mole hill that had been pushed up overnight.
0: I hope that that's the one that did all the others. <laughs> like, <laughs> just a
1: single, just like, single
0: mole working around the clock. And he's like, good riddance. I yeah, can't believe you. He's like he's like the king of the molehill now. <laughs> not, not king of the mountain. <laughs> Everyone mountains. else
1: is, yeah, not king of the mountain. <laughs> um, yes, there was one molehill. Mm-hmm. So I measured it. And it was 38 centimeters in diameter at the base. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, We would call it a frustum in maths. It's like the base of a cone. Mm -hmm. So it starts, yeah, like
0: those uh, ones that they use in PE that are like not the full plastic cones, but just the the base of the cone. Yeah, Yeah. you could probably like put a a, like a soccer ball or football on on top top. of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly like that. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So it starts with the diameter. Like the 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 base is a circle, of 38 centimeters across. Mm -hmm. It's then 13 centimeters high, and it kind of has a plateau which was about 23 centimeters. Like a little volcano. Across. Yeah, like a little volcano. But, but we're, kind of, we're kind of solid. And so actually, you know what? I'll show you. We'll, we'll put a photo out on social media. Um, there's the molehill with both measuring um, tape and dog for scale. Uh, it
0: does look like you've just dumped a bunch of dirt. It does. It.
1: It, just, it literally looks like a pile of dirt on the ground, doesn't it? Like, oh, here's, here's all the, there it is, in the, in the middle of the green.
0: It's quite pretty, actually.
1: I got all the measurements. I worked out its volume. Mm-hmm. It is just shy of 10 liters. Oh. Yeah. It's 0.00969 cubic meters. So about 10 liters of dirt. That's your standard issue molehill.
0: Hmm.
1: Now a mountain, uh, I, was, I didn't go measure a mountain. I just oh. looked it up. And apparently it's got to be a 1,000 feet high.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Is that the cutoff for when yeah. it goes from hill to mountain? Hill to
1: mountain, 1,000 foot. Or right. three hundred and four point eight meters.
0: So, and I'm like, far, I am like one hundred and sixty five centimeters. Right. That's like yep. five five. I think.
1: Yeah. So, so five five
0: five six something like that.
1: That we would need about two hundred becks.
0: to make a, a mountain.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, the question now is, how wide is this mountain? But yep. specifically, like most mountains are rock. But specifically, this is a mountain made out of molehills. So it's mm. all the dirt from the molehills. I, I assume you're moving it somewhere. Because like it, in terms of making a molehill, the dirt's just come from underneath and it's pushed up. Yeah. That's a terrible way to make a mountain. Yeah. Because the, the foundation is, is like... A... It would just collapse in on yeah, itself exactly. eventually. Yeah, you, you're taking a mountain's worth of dirt and moving it up and hoping it stays there. That's not mm. going to work. So I'm assuming you're getting a number of molehills and piling them all up into a mountain. But now you've got to work out how wide will the pile get? Yeah. For it to be able to be, hundred.
0: Hey, I know this problem.
1: Yeah, able to be a thousand foot tall.
0: This is Ferro Rocher all over again. It's, it's not far.
1: No, I'm assuming. I'm assuming the, I
0: know the trick. We've got to get a polystyrene cone, and we got got to 60, stick the, stick hills. the hills to the
1: outside. <laughs> That's. You ever see a mountain in a? Advertising commercial. That's how it's done.
0: That's how it's done. Styrofoam core. Stuck molecules to a styrofoam core.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So the problem now is if you start piling up dirt, eventually it'll kind of slump down. Mm. Then you pile more up and it slumps down. Yeah. And the angle it naturally forms is called the angle of repose. And that varies substance to substance. So sand would slump more than right. like sticky mud wood or something else. So like else. with an
0: hourglass, that moment where it all
1: slides. Exactly that, yeah. So it builds up, slides, builds up, slides. And so I had to look up what the angle is. And it's not what you get in the molehill. Because one solution would be just scale up the molehill. Mm. And if I, if I just do the height of a mountain divided by 13 centimeters, it's, oh my goodness, 2,345 times bigger.
0: That Right, wow.
1: But that's just height. So. We do the cube for the volume, so that comes out just over 12 billion. <laughs> but that's not how it works because the molehill isn't big enough to slump. And I calculated the angle on the side of the molehill, and it's about 60 degrees. Ah! Oh. And you never get dirt staying on an angle of 60 degrees if you keep piling it on. It's only because the molehill's is too small to slump that you get this quite sharp edge. Right. You never get – I looked this up. From what I can see online, you never get dirt with more than a 45 degree angle if it's just being piled up and slumping. That's like the maximum. So, this is just because it wasn't big enough to slump, but a mountain's going to slump. Yeah. So, now I worked out if you had the maximum angle at 45 degrees. Yeah. So, you're basically, your radius of the base is the same as the height. Mm -hmm. I then worked out the volume of that. Then I divided in the volume of, of a single molehill. So, assuming optimal slumpage, so you'd have to. Put them in carefully to minimize yeah. it all So down. how
0: wide is this mountain?
1: It would be just over 600 meters from side to side. Oh, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Not a 45 degree angle. The biggest mountain in the solar system is Olympus Mons on Mars. Mm. And I thought I'd just run the numbers on that. And it has an angle of repose of under five degrees. Wow. So it's super, super shallow. Because it's just been set on Mars for ages, right? Yeah. And so it's it's pretty much flat. So it's, I mean, it's huge. It is 25,000 meters high, but it's over 600 kilometers, like 600,000 yeah. It's not a mountain, wide. is it? It's, it's just a big bulge. It's a very big bulge.
0: It's just, just a big hill, in yeah. my
1: opinion. <laughs> so, I mean, so, uh, and you're a... Uh, and I am a hill. I am, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so this is the ultimate packing. So ultimate packing based off the single mole hill I measured, which mm-hmm. is now the canonical. Well, it's not a cone, is it? The the non-cone canonical mole hill, and it's three billion. Well, I got specifically three billion sixty million three hundred and seventy thousand eight hundred and seventy-three mole hills. I'm prepared to admit there's probably some rounding. You shouldn't justify that yeah. level of precision. So, and that's smaller than the number we got from just scaling it up because we didn't need those super sharp, because scaling it up, I'm assuming it's still got that massive plateau at the top. Yeah. And so that scaled right back. Whereas in this case, it's 45 degree slope straight up to a point, 3 billion molehills per mountain.
0: Yeah. And you're basically just taking the dirt from a, a molehill and sticking yeah. in, in there, aren't you? I'm not a factory. It's technically in... not a molehill anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh. The moment you move it, does it cease to be a molehill? Because it's just dirt. Yeah. Oh, it's repurposed molehill. Yeah, I'll take yeah, that. Yeah, you good. Yeah. And I've not factored in anything else because people are like, yeah, but the dirt at the bottom would be compressed. And or I'm just, no, I'm just assuming the density stays the same. So we now know that while you cannot make a mountain out of a molehill, you can make one three billionth of a mountain out of a molehill. Aww. So there's our there's a mole hill to mountain conversion ratio.
0: I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, I think uh, I I I mean, but, but I mean,
1: but, you can't argue with that.
0: Well, I can't argue with that man. You can't. And uh, as a hill, I I I approve of all of that. You
1: are uniquely qualified. That
0: all makes sense. So there you go. Personally, I'm going to give that a ding.
1: Thank you. Beck, we have a problem directed specifically at you from Marcus uh, Petri Like the Dish. I assume that's their whole name. That's what they wrote. And uh, they actually say this is directed to Beck as I don't think math can solve it.
0: I hope that they, de- wow. they definitely say math or Matt.
1: <laughs> they definitely said math I, for a second I thought. But I don't think Matt can solve it. To be fair, it's largely Synonymous at this point in time. Um, <laughs> but they capitalized math. So I feel like maybe they think my name is math. I don't know.
0: They've also spelt my name like the singer.
1: Oh, they have? You got a bonus K. Yeah. This is directed to Beck K, as I don't think <laughs> math can solve it. Beck. Oh, there's, so another, there's another one. Consistent. So maybe it's
0: Matt H. Matt <laughs> H.
1: <A-ch. laughs> the, the problem is... How can one make friends after adulthood? They're saying it's so weird not being able to just like hang out and talk about bands and music and funny things. Now, as an adult, everything's serious. So they want to know how can one make new friends and not just new adult acquaintances?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess the first thing I would say is obviously everyone is wired differently. So I'd find it relatively easy to make friends. I, I mean, I get anxious. You have a lot of friends. Yeah. Do you know what, though? I think it's because I don't have an acquaintance setting.
1: Oh, right. That's a good point. That is a good point. If
0: yeah. I meet you and we exchange names, we are friends. Friend time. Sometimes yeah. I don't even get your name. And it won't be for several times that we meet until yeah. I say, oh. oh, I never got your name. Your names are
1: <laughs> arbitrary anyway.
0: So, yeah, I do I do tend to, I think that might be one Thing to bear in mind <laughs>
1: well this is why you were very useful acquaintance like the edinburgh festival fringe so if i hang out with you oh yeah just a constant stream of people are like oh hey beck and say hi and hang out i you're but, like the gateway to a whole social network
0: yeah i'm that with social network you're that with like actual fans like <laughs> uh, you'll get <laughs> yeah. stopped by people that you've yeah. never met before who know who you are and excited Correct. to meet you yeah. i will get stopped by people who i had a drink with four years ago <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: and still occasionally text and go, oh, how's Were your you, dog? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's an actual example. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, because my advice would be just force yourself on people, but not physically. That's terrible advice. I just, you know, what I tend to do is I, I, I go in with the expectation we are going to be friends yep. and you'll find that most people will not resist that. And if they do, then yep. you just leave it because you know what? No, no, there's yeah. loads of other people. There's
1: plenty there's plenty of other humans yeah. on the land. Yeah. Well, are, we, are we technically work friends? Like what's our origin story?
0: Well, we met at Green Man Festival. We did. Uh, yes. I, at work. Yeah. And that was uh, briefly because I was gigging there with the wonderful Kent Valentine. Yes, good old Kent. Yep. Another and Rosie. I think he introduced us. And and I already knew. Thing.
1: We did. We do the radio thing together. We
0: did do a radio thing together. Yes, yeah,
1: was. and here yeah. we are now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> still I'm doing it. Still.
1: still talking into microphones in and the same room.
0: I feel like that there was a weird gap where it was like we briefly sort of knew who each other were. Yeah, and then it was suddenly yeah.
1: But I, I don't know if this is this is an Australian thing, but mm. because we got on well and we started working together, we're well, like, well, I guess we're friends now.
0: Well, I, do you know what? It was because we wanted to hang out more. Yeah, and you we were like, yeah. let's do oh, a that's podcast. True. We to
1: justify a podcast. And as, for about uh, two years. Monetizing our hanging out.
0: We kept meeting we up so to talk meetings. about the podcast. Yeah. And then just had drinks. Had uh, drinks. <laughs> and they were like, we should probably do this. We should soon. probably,
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, so, so I, don't know, I don't know if there's any transferable <laughs> advice.
0: Yeah. I, so, I, okay. So my advice, um, I mean, these are generally, these are things that I try and follow as well. One of them is when you meet someone and they tell you their name, Yep. repeat the name back to them oh, yeah, when you're talking is, yeah, to them, and then try and say it a couple of times because one issue I tend to have is, yeah, I don't remember people's names and I I really like it when people remember mine and so I I want to respect people in a similar way. So that is something that I've been working on getting better at. So that helps. Yep. I know it's just a little thing. That's a little thing. Uh, and I suppose just in terms of uh, meeting people and social stuff, I think it is about putting yourself out there. I I made a lot more friends when I started doing more things on my own yeah. and getting more confident that that was okay and talking to people.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, it's a hundred percent. When when I, you move somewhere new, signing up for clubs and sports activities and things, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's a really good place to make friends? An improv That's course. True. Yeah, because it is full of people who are looking for more confidence. To say yes and. I've still and got friends from
1: doing comedy courses, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I It's think... not the
1: pub. That's not where you go to. Maybe if there's a quiz night on, something where it's but an But I feel like
0: a quiz night is almost, like you don't just go there and meet people and say, can I be in your team? Yeah,
1: that's true. You need to
0: take people to that. Yeah,
1: that's a really, really good point.
0: I would say that making friends, is uh, there's a lot of it, is about being proactive as well, mm. which is a scary thing. It's really scary. I've got a friend and a member of my family who both live in Adelaide and they keep saying, oh, we'll, we'll meet up. Like, they meet up whenever I'm in town. Yeah,
1: but never and then, otherwise. And then, uh, yeah. no,
0: but they're always saying, oh, we should we should talk. But neither of them are the type of people who are comfortable reaching Initiating
1: out. That, yeah. yeah, In the very similar vein, the way I get friends is to steal them. They're more oh, yes. often than not a friend of a friend.
0: That's true. And
1: then we're like, look, let's just cut out the middle person here.
0: Yeah, maybe you should try that, Marcus.
1: Yeah. Hey, I mean, that it's a work to treat for me
0: go around stealing friends but it
1: does require it's exactly like that situation it does then require one of the two parties saying hey let's meet up or let's do a thing or yeah you know yeah you need to actively then provide a nucleation point
0: yeah i think common interest groups are really good I, in fact a lot of i've got a lot of friends who i met through online things back in the day of forums and even today i've met twitter people from twitter
1: Uh, Yeah, but making plans and sticking to them, you know, takes work, but, you know, we're social creatures and it's important.
0: Mm. Yeah. I think my one piece of advice would be find a common interest and see if you like find something that makes you passionate, something that you enjoy talking about and then see if you can find a group that is dedicated to it because it'll be full of people who are in the exact same position as you.
1: That's good pragmatic advice.
0: Yeah. And then you've got something to keep you all together. Yeah. You don't have to rely on chemistry to get along. No. There's always something no, to no, talk no. about.
1: Unless you're really into chemistry, then that's a great idea. Yes. Join a titration club.
0: That is a poster right there. <laughs> there you go. Well, Marcus, let us know if, that, if you yeah. can give that a dinglet. Or anyone else, if that's helped. Or do you know what? That advice is very specific for you and me. Yeah. There might be other people out there who have different advice. Yeah. And there might be other people out there who need advice. So I think let's start a hashtag.
1: Okay, well so people can just tweet at us. Yeah, their, their advice for making friends.
0: They could tweet at us, but I think if you put or, use the hashtag and that way anyone who needs to see the answer can find it. Can find and it and on doesn't to be advice,
1: it could just be how did you meet your friends? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So hashtag #friend friend friending. Friending. Friending with 2D's. Friend, so
1: not not like friending. Friending. Friend ding.
0: Yeah, friend-ding.
1: Friend-ding with two Ds. Yeah. Got it. Hashtag friend-ding.
0: A to the other, B to the isness. <laughs>
1: is that the new theme song for A or B? Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm on board.
0: It is. Any other business. Matt, do you have any other business? Any other business
1: is like the biscuit crumbs in the bottom
0: Oh, yeah. Of the biscuit barrel. This is the part of the podcast where you metaphorically lick your finger and dip it across the plate. Yeah, exactly. Any other
1: biscuit analogies? That's what it stands for. Um, (laughs) I have a correction. I said a number wrong. When I was talking about the lottery, this was the long lead up to talking about jeans. I did this whole lottery example. And a mathematician who's also a friend of mine, Peter Rowlett, went through it and double checked all my working out.
0: Amazing! I just
1: want to say how great that is. Do you
0: mean Peter Rowlett as in mathematical objects?
1: Correct. Yeah. So yes. we recommend the podcast their we podcast. Mentioned. Yeah,
0: and they correct us.
1: They exactly. That's <laughs> thanks, Peter. So Peter, so I guess if
0: you like facts, go listen to their podcast. Yeah, if you
1: like things that are correct. <laughs> but they said they're always on the lookout for neat. Combinatorics to use in their lectures. And so when they heard me talking about the lottery, they're like, oh, that's interesting. They've not looked at it that way before. So they sat down, did all the, the working out. When I was talking about discounting every lottery ticket that's picked the number seven in it, mm. I said, it's just off house, which is a lot, over half a million. And they're like, that doesn't sound right. And they went and checked, and it's actually four and a half million tickets that I would be discounting in that scenario. Ah, And I realized, I went back and looked at my spreadsheet, I read the wrong cell. So I looked over and I read the number for all the tickets that had all odd numbers, which is just over half a million. In fact, the ones that have a seven on them, not the digit, the number is four and a half million. So I just read the wrong number. Everything else around that was correct. All my other numbers and conclusions and everything else spot on. I just literally read out the wrong number, but my working out was correct. And for the record... Four and a half million is over half a million. You can argue that about is whether true. it's just over, but it's definitely over. And compared to all numbers, it's only just over half a million. Because numbers get pretty big so, forever. Yeah, exactly. So it's only just, it's just, yeah. I think I was only just, just over the correct answer. So there you are. Uh, I'm sorry I read the wrong number, but I'm glad our eagle-eyed listeners were able to spot that.
0: Mm, It's funny you should say that because we had a lot of people write in to say that we offhandedly said, oh, well, I should hope that there's no bacteria in any food. Oh, my goodness. episode 031. And what I would like everyone to know is that immediately after we said that, we then went, oh, well, actually, except for the good bacteria, there's a lot of food with good bacteria. But... Yeah, because Matt and I have a tendency to ramble. Oh my goodness! Our wonderful producer. These
1: recordings are hours long.
0: (laughs) Lauren Armstrong Carter has to cut them down, and uh, that little bit of us saying, "Oh, but not all food."
1: Yeah, that went.
0: That went. So we had covered that. It's just there wasn't time to keep going into it because Matt and I ramble. So as a general rule, either we're wrong, like Matt was with the
1: maths. Whoa! (laughs) Maybe just afterwards I said, "Oh no, wait, this other number," and then Lauren took that out of the edit. I think everything. if you don't hear it, it's Lauren's fault every yeah, time.
0: Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That's the next rule. That's it. If you don't like something, it's Lauren's fault. <laughs>
1: Lauren. What's the chance she leaves this in the episode?
0: Well, you're the maths guy. <laughs> there is another bit of any other business. The podcast, speaking of podcasts. Yep. Dream Factory.
1: Dream Factory. We're re-promoting all the same podcasts. We are. They're, they're
0: still good. So still th- good. that's the podcast where two lovely gentlemen come up with what they think films are based on silly pun titles that people have sent them. Yeah. And I said to you, Matt, come up with a pun title. You did. And then you said Fast and Spurious.
1: Correct. And as, as in the edit.
0: Yeah. And they were very impressed by that. Yeah. And I found that very amusing because what had actually happened, is, I said, come up with a pun title. And then we sat here for quite some time.
1: Yeah, because I did a bunch that were callbacks to the episode. Yes. And you're like, no, no, no. It's got to be a standalone one. It won't
0: make sense, yeah. And I'm like, oh,
1: I can't even think of movies now. And then then we did Fast and the Spurious. Yeah. To be fair, the Fast and the Furious is like my go-to comedy jo- film franchise. You know what mine is? What's yours?
0: Dus- Dustin Checks In. What? Dustin Checks In? The, du- oh, sorry. No, Dustin Checks In would be my pun one, actually. That would be that would be Dustin Hoffman checking into a hotel Dun- it's Dunstan checks in that always makes me think of it Dunstan checks in is a 90 like kids family wow. film about an orangutan that checks
1: into a hotel <laughs> we go for different levels of niche <laughs> <laughs> i go for one of the biggest movie franchises ever that everyone's heard about
0: i no, i bet you, you're like okay. remember
1: that movie from the 90s when an orangutan checks hey. into a hotel
0: Hey you, you who's listening to this. I know yeah, you, you know you know exactly what film I'm talking about No, you and don't. You are Stop pretending. Nodding.
1: No, um, don't. ferociously. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: do a poll. All right, we're doing a poll. Fine, Twitter poll. Do it. Have you heard of Dunstan Cheeks? I have in not heard of before Dun- this episode. I don't think it's even a real film. Yes or no. We'll put it on Twitter. Find it on Twitter. Vote on the no poll. No cheating. We'll put a movie poster on the Instagram. <laughs> no, we won't. Yes, we will. <laughs> I got a fact about that as well. The orangutan was played by a female orangutan. Oh, there you go. Even though they refer to them as Dunstan and <gasps> a him. That's because the female orangutan's less aggressive. Facts.
1: Wise. <laughs> Good fact.
0: Anyway. Anyway. That's my co- anyway, what, anyway. What I was going to say is. Anyway. You, well, you went to Fast and the Spir- See, you went to Fast and the Spirit. It sounded yep. like you went to it so quickly. I went to a pun title so quickly, I did it before the actual title. <laughs> You know du- with Dustin checks in.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. you can't help it. Pun. It's it's yeah. reflex. So, I'd like the record to state back with quick with puns, and sometimes the edit taketh, and sometimes the edit giveth, <laughs> but it all balances out.
0: Does all balance out? Yeah. What we're trying to say is, don't leave us, Lauren. <laughs> and now to thank all of you for listening. Thank you all for giving us you lovely reviews on Apple oh, yes. podcasts. Oh my gosh. That is very helpful. Please keep doing that. If anything, thanks for telling people about who we are. Yep. And especially thank you to our Patreon listeners.
1: You're all the best.
0: Because uh, you help you. Well, you're, you're the reason we can continue to do yeah. this and pay for our wonderful producer.
1: And we do. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, we have a tradition where we pick three names at random. Yes At at the end to thank from our Patreon supporters And Joshua Miller here has written in And said Are the three names chosen at random at the end of an episode Actually random Or are they randomly drawn from the set of names not yet chosen And I will say they are completely random Yeah I get the complete list of all supporters afresh every time Sort them all randomly And take the top three names Which this episode are Kim Larson (laughs) Freeman Stephenson
0: and Ira Sambor.
1: Thank you all so much.
0: Yay. Uh, and remember, if you sign up to Patreon, you can set your own amount and you get our bonus show, which has absolutely nothing factual in it. No, not called the slightest. I'm, I'm a wizard. Oh, it's great, though. Matt and I just muck about and well, pretend you know, I've we're wizards. I just realised,
1: Beck, I didn't bring my cards in from home. Tell you what, if you do the credits, I reckon I can find a deck.
0: You literally just have a pack there.
1: Oh, but I won't be able to do my system.
0: A Problem Squared was brought to you by Matt Parker, (laughs) myself, Beck Hill, and Lauren Armstrong Carter.
1: back. Was this your card? No. Oh, to be fair, I was back to square one.
0: i tell you what, though. I'm yeah. pretty sure that was one of the group.
1: I, I, that was my best guess. Yeah. I, I thought we had narrowed it down. Mm. Nuts. Oh, well. I need to remember that one now.